Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face. I am Lee Campbell. I am Kelly McCarran. Can you sing to me? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Go on. Hip, hip, happy birthday to you. You, you, Happy birthday to you. Now this is awkward. Happy birthday, dear Lily. Shimmy. Happy birthday to you. So sad that the social cameras weren't recording because Kelly just flashed me. I did. I I'm gave you 40. some birthday breasts. Oh, you did. I, that's, that's all I've wanted. And a carrot cake. All for I've 41 asked, years. 41. Oh, I've asked my husband for a carrot cake with Delish. like really delicious, creamy, like that passion fruit cream icing. That's all Ooh. I want. Yep. If he doesn't get it. Oh, he will, surely. Oh, otherwise divorce. I'm did you 41. ask for a gift or are you still like? There's these earrings that I want, but we're still trying to find a house, you know, cost of living, all that jazz. Cost of living cost is of living. wild. Yes. Even when I was doing research for this app, I was like, why is that product $8 more? Because he lives. Anyway, Kelly, what are we doing today? So if you have a burning question that you've always wanted to ask us, now is your chance. We are collating all of the questions at the moment. We're doing a big shout out. So you can send an email to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au. That's Mamma Mia with one M. And or send us a DM on Instagram at youbeautypodcast. Ask, ask, ask. Although if you've got something burning, go to the doctor. Later on in the episode, we do have a great question about, you know, those huge pesky blind pimples, the red ones, you can't pop them. The crusty ones too. They get a bit and you just want them to come to a head so you can go. Love. Anyway, that's (laughs) uh, later in the app. First up, we have a question from Greer. Hi, LNK, microblading eyebrows. Are we still doing this? I have PTSD for when it first became popular and so many people ended up with unusual coloured eyebrows in weird shapes. Has the technology improved? Love the pod. Greer, you are speaking to one of those victims. Oh, really? Oh. I had my brows microbladed over 10 years ago when it was brand, brand new. The problem was not- 31 then. Yes, when I was 30. Maybe I did for my 30th, maybe even in my late 20s. The problem was not the technician. She was fantastic. I loved the shape. The problem back then was the ink used. Mm. So obviously tattoos are done all over the body all the time, but it was sort of the first foray into hair-coloured tattoo, if that makes sense. So you've got blacks and reds and pinks and, and of course, we'd done browns and stuff. But what happened was- as tattooed brow kind of aged, it went quite warm. And by mm. warm, I mean red, red, pinky, peachy kind of looking color. That's what happened to me. So I was really happy with my shape, but mine went quite pink. It's very, very faded though. When I get my brows threaded, she can still see where it is. Apparently it's because the ink back then and perhaps still now can interact with your hormones. So I did and do have endometriosis and then had pregnancy and all that jazz. So oh, I had yeah. a 10 years of IVF and so that might have been to blame. But the good news is the inks that they use have come a long way. Obviously there's lots of brands out there now and it's specifically developed to mimic hair color. So 
from, you know, ashy blonde up until black, they can really match the ink. But at the end of the day, it is still a tattoo. And if you've had a tattoo anywhere on your body, I have five that I regret. It is still going to sort of bleed and fade and sort of go Mm. a little bit fuzzy. But yes, it has come a long way. People are definitely still doing it. It's very popular. My recommendation is find a reputable place, either by word of mouth and or Instagram. Oftentimes I'll show, you know, freshly bladed and then healed, but you want to see images five years later. Yes. You want to see what it looks like year after year after year. Yes, you can go have a top up. It also depends if you want to get ombre, which is kind of like shading or feather strokes, which looks more like hairs. But of course, the more you go over feather strokes with retouching, the thicker. Yeah, it's it is. just like yeah. there's not going to be any strokes left. It'll You'll be end more... up as a fake bushy bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be more coloured in, more yeah. block like. Would I do it again? I wouldn't have mine redone again, but I'd have it done for the first time now because I yeah. do think the technology has got better. My grandma got it done before it was even a thing. She was like an early trendsetter, but my God, not in a good way. Yeah. She turned up at our house once and this was 25 years ago. (laughs) Wow, what a trendsetter. Uh, 25 years ago. And she was already elderly at that point. So this elderly lady. nanny. Nanny rocks up at our house. And you know when you just can't stop laughing, mm. but she then got hurt feelings because oh, she thought don't. that she looked really good. Don't. But she literally looked like a bushy John Howard because she had oh, like these so thick, thick black. Well, it was very aggressive. And that's the thing I must say, like particularly depending on your brow, your face shape, seeing people that have had little to no brows and then they've had them tattooed but way too much for their face, yep. particularly if you don't wear a lot of makeup, it, it can, can make your brow you. look really mm. heavy. So make sure you say, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup or I've got thin brows. I don't want to have Cara Delevingne brows. I just want what I've got but a little bit better. But do recommend at the end of the day, ink has come a long way. If you get this done, Greer, we'd love to see how you go. Yes, Let us sir. know in the group. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Our next question is from Camille. Hi, amazing ladies. Could you please help me understand how to conceal my pimples correctly? I often have those painful red deep under the surface pimples that I'm working on in the long term with skincare, but sometimes I want to make them disappear when I have an event or important meeting. I try using concealer, but I find that it either goes cakey and dry on top or by the time I've finished doing my makeup, the concealer has disappeared and the pimple is red again. I'm also confused about what order to apply concealer and foundation. Could you please help me cover up my bulbous boils? <laughs> love you both. Thank you, Camille. I just love her because of her use of the term bulbous boils. Me too. Look, she says she's confused between when you apply a concealer and foundation. Back in the day, I'm talking like 80s and 90s, they always said put your concealer on first, then your foundation. That's not really done anymore because your foundation kind of rubs it, rubs it mm. off. So the night before, even though it's still under the surface, I put a pimple patch on. Mm because it can help flatten. Yep. May also help draw it out. But look, it's going to go one or two ways anyway. So chuck a pimple patch on. Yeah. Next morning, you've done your skincare. Don't use anything too juicy or hydrating for your skincare just in that little area. Do the rest of your face, but I wouldn't use like a super slippery face oil or whatever. Do your foundation. Then 
I find the best concealers for this are matte and like a thicker consistency. So my two favorites, we'll put the link in the show notes, are the NARS Soft Matte Concealer. That's in a little pot. Pot. Mm. And soft matte is really important. It's matte, but it's not drying. It's still kind of hydrating. Or I love the Bobbi Brown Concealer Sticks. What you want to do is you want to get a concealer brush, stipple, stipple, stipple into your concealer, and then stipple it onto the pimple. And by stipple, I mean like dot, 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 dot. If you do have a more of a crusty pimple or like an obvious pimple, don't forget that it's 3D. So go in on the sides of the pimple. Mm. Really get that foundation yes. covering, not just the top. Because sometimes you can move your head and go, oh, there yeah, it is. Like it looks great if you've covered the top of it, but think of it like painting a little mountain. Like you've got to go all around the sides. Yeah. Then I recommend mattifying it just with a translucent powder. Use like a finishing brush with that, like maybe a blush brush yeah, and just set it like that. That's what I do. I Look, I'm lucky that I don't get a huge amount you of breakouts. You don't get bulbous boils. But I did up yep. until my early 30s and I was diagnosed with PCOS and then we found out it was endo and da, da, da. I had quite big unhappy. Hormonal, yeah. Correct. Another great concealer for more savvy is the CoverGirl True Blend Undercover Concealer. That's also really matte. I've got two concealer brushes that I love, the Bobbi Brown Concealer Brush, of course. She's kind of like the queen of yeah. concealing and base. Or the Mecca Max Flat Concealer Brush. That's a savvy option. So we'll put all those links in the show notes. That's what I do, and I'd pack a little bag. Skin happens, life happens. You might you have to retouch. To, especially when it's really red. The yes. little red just pops through yeah. really easily. So in your handbag, just pop your little kit to refresh. All right, Kel, what's your mission? I mean, I do it very similar. However, I would go in with a lot of skincare on it first. Ooh, so it doesn't dry out. Exactly. Uh. Only because she said that it's crusty. Yes. And most of the time I would say avoid that area if it's just like a big bulbous boil. Mm -hmm. But if it's a crusty, big bulbous boil, I don't want it to get even more crusty throughout the day. So I'll just go in with your regular skincare and then I'll just go in with your regular primer all over your face. Oh, primer, good point. I didn't think of primer. I just make sure that my skin is as prepped for the skincare as possible so that it's giving it the least amount of chance to go crusty. Then before I do foundation, what I would do is pop a green concealer on because the green will actually get rid of the red or it like reduces the appearance of the red because green cancels out red. It's like True. the opposite on the, See, I knew you'd bring on the I color wheel. About. I mean, then you'll be like, but now I have green on my face. But I promise it'll all work itself out at the end. Yes, you have green on your face, but you'll notice that you don't longer have red on your face. Important. And just like Lee said, when you're doing the green concealer, make sure you like have pushed it into the sides so that there's no red poking through. Then I would go in with my foundation and I would be pressing my foundation in over the top so it doesn't move the green. Anything. I find a beauty blender sometimes drags. That's why I would pounce. Oh, you love a pounce? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't pull. Yes. And I'd be extra careful no on swiping. the pimple. No pounce, swiping. No swiping. I'd be extra careful on that yep. area. Okay. And then I would go in with a concealer, like a really heavy-duty concealer. All of the ones that Lee said are fantastic. But I would actually leave it there for a couple of minutes okay. before I blend it out just to get it really almost half set and a yeah. little bit tacky. Yes, good. And then it literally it's going to be so opaque and not move basically yes. and then you're basically just pressing out the sides so carefully it's like you've got to be an artist okay yeah, you are no, painting you're painting this pimple to cover it yes then as lee said you just pop a little bit of translucent powder over and take things to cover up throughout the day but i find that if i do that it's way less noticeable obviously you can still say that you've got a bump yes that's it if it's, but raised, it's not it's as raised. noticeable try not to pick unless it's to the point where 
Like it's got such a pussy head on it that you have to squeeze. And then if you do, please let us know because that's my favourite Oh, just getting it all out. That's it for today. Remember, you can send us your questions via Instagram, our account, and if you don't follow, it's fabulous. So start following at Podcast. With unlimited access to world-class podcasts, stories, videos, and events for women, subscribe to Mamma Mia and feel seen and heard like never before. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia, and this episode was produced by Michaela Floriano with audio production by Leah Porges. See you later. Bye. Bye.